Simply Abundant, Intuitive Hour. For overthinkers who are finally ready to move from their heads to their hearts for more connected relationships and a fulfilling life. Here's Tracy Crossley. Greetings. How y'all doing today? I am doing well. Swell well. Hey, we got another podcast, number 370. I don't like that. How to refrain from being a hater. Ooh, sounds kind of icky, doesn't it? Hey, we all have our moments, all right? This is the thing. We all have our moments. We need to be forgiving of ourselves and other people, by the way, just as a preface to this podcast, in terms of sometimes we say shit and sometimes we wish we would have said it differently or better. And everybody likes that. I mean, is like that, right? And we do like it if we can be compassionate with ourselves and others. But anyway, on to this lovely little intro. Notice how quickly you may say, I don't like that or I hate that. I bet you do it on autopilot. Like you're walking down the street and let's say somebody's garbage is overflowing and you go, oh my God, I hate that. I hate when people have garbage overflowing. (laughs) I don't know. That one just came out of thin air. So You do it on autopilot and you probably don't recognize how often you probably say that kind of stuff. Whether it's food, people, the way something's done, how something looks, you have an aversion to it. That's okay. It's okay. I'm not telling you you can't, but I'm just making it very clear. Okay. So whatever it happens to be, do you ever question why? Many of your dislikes might be inherited or come at times in your life where you were in a certain mood or certain circumstances prevailed, which influenced you to not like whatever it is. Like just breaking down the simplest of things that you would say, I don't like or I hate that because you're opening yourself up to a whole other world when you do that. You know, you're giving yourself an opportunity to go, oh, wait a minute. Why do I hate that? Why do I not like that? And you might not even have a good reason. It may have been literally at the time, or maybe one of your parents felt that way or something. But if you could ever stop to be curious about things you don't like, you might notice that there's a lot in there, right? Have you ever thought about when you don't like people or when you don't like something or, you know, just like, what is it I don't like? So instead of going and saying, I hate that and I can't stand it, do you ever get deeper with your why? Like, get deeper. Go, hmm, what in the heck is it I don't like? Specifically, not just as some kind of, I don't know, I just don't like them. Because we do that a lot. Okay? So, if you can stop and do that, that's a big thing. Because being a hater means you do not like what is different from the norm. Your norm. Whatever your safe little world has in it, you stay there. And that's how people, I believe, become more prejudiced as they get older is, and I'm not saying necessarily prejudiced against people and other races, although that does play into it, but it's even going and having a situation. Nope, I'm not going to that restaurant. Mm-mm, I am all against that. Or I, I had a bad experience having a certain kind of food, you know, from a, a certain country, you know, or, or something, right? You get all these stories that create this reaction of I hate that or I don't like that, right? You may even hate something or someone because it threatens you in some way and not in a life-threatening way, but in an uncomfortable as fuck kind of way. Like, uh, you know, somebody does something and people have trouble with this where they 
they're, let's say, observing something and it's, again, not life-threatening. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. And they just want to run away. They just want to walk away. They want to shut it down or they want to come up with reasons why it sucks and it's not good. Instead of, huh, it's okay. Because it is okay. It is okay. So that's what you want to learn. Let me give you an example. Hating certain situations, people, food, decor, cars, whatever. Why? What does it do for you? It keeps you avoiding your ability to get out of your comfort zone. Ding, ding, ding. It keeps you in fear. So let's say someone asks you an uncomfortable question that you apply all sorts of meaning, which it may or may not have, and you decide that you hate the question and you hate the questioner. You are hating. On another example could be, you only eat certain foods and those don't include vegetables. Why? Have you tried them? Another example, you hate when someone looks at you in a certain way or someone looks how you can't stand, right? Oh God, they look that way. Eh. Or they listen to music you hate. The list goes on. Yeah, we do that. We sure make a lot of discomfort for ourselves, don't we? Yeah, but not in a way that's growing us. This is a way it stunts us out. Call to action. Being a hater keeps you disconnected from yourself by focusing on something which no matter how much you hate it, doesn't change it or make it go away. Choose to focus on curiosity instead. So here's my little story and it's about people, people I've worked with. I try to change these up so they're not all Tracy stories um, or one specific client because sometimes I observe things and I observe them everywhere. Now, I actually do observe everything everywhere anyways, but the point is in sharing a story. So people I've worked with, heard from, and know in various parts of my life have said they hate things. Yes, they have. I have said that. By hating things, they would like them to disappear off the face of the planet, or at least not enter into their world. Whether it is the behavior of someone else that they just can't stand. I can't stand it or the differences in what they see themselves doing versus someone else. Well, they're not doing it right. They are stupid. They're this, they're that. And how you categorize people in doing it. The words I hate that come out, or I hate him, or I hate her, right? Ugh, I hate that. Ugh, I hate that. I hear that a lot. <laughs> so anyways... Uh, this is powerless. It does nothing for you to hate people or hate situations or hate to go through certain circumstances or even experience certain food. Okay. Hello. Is it really hateful or is it what you specifically do not like? Can you even get there and know what your issue is? Right? So this does nothing for us to hate, but it creates more opportunities for the situations to keep cropping up. Like I could say, as an example, I have had a problem with my driving. Like I've been an impatient driver. I used to have incredible road rage and I don't as much anymore. I mean, it's so, so, so much better than it used to be. And I found it so funny because I used to say when I drive, I hate people. Like all the time, I hate people. And my son would go, mom, you're a misanthrope. <laughs> And now I hear him doing that. Okay, so anyways, um, but I got to the point where I could see what I 
could not stand kept showing up for me. The aggravation would rise and I was hating people I didn't know. And what was funny is I could predict that the universe, because I'd always be like, okay, universe, because I hate this, I know I'm going to attract it. And sure enough, I'd always be behind a person who's going, you know, 20 miles under the speed limit or something. And I just would, I used to get livid. And now it happens sometimes when I'm in a hurry. I can almost guarantee that that's what's going to happen. And I have a sense of humor about it now where I never used to. But it's stuff like that. It, it takes energy from you. It took energy from me. And even with awareness that I hated these drivers, it, it did. It just took so long as I hated. I hated somebody I didn't even know, right? And they'd be right there. And there was no peaceful drive. And as I got clear on my shit around it, I started to laugh. And of course, it doesn't. I don't really attract it as often. But sometimes I do. And I take this driving shit seriously. And that... I should not in the past have been inconvenienced because of course it was the inconsideration. That was my focus. It was, they're so inconsiderate. They're not thinking about anybody else in any other car, but themselves, you know, and once in a while I'll still have like a moment of that come up and I'll go, that is so interesting because I really don't even have that whole conversation going on in my head anymore. Like I used to, Oh God, it happens once in a while though. I'm not going to lie. So for me and for you and for everybody that comes to me, okay, like most people who show up, they show up to work with me because I hate how this person is acting or they even hate themselves and how they're acting. So the deal is to get specific. What are you actually hating? Because it's a reaction. Well, what is that reaction to? And to know it, right? <clears throat> so that is how people start to learn, okay, I am reacting to shit that I don't need to be reacting to. I need to be checking out what it is that's triggering me. So the happy ending is for me and for others is allowing yourself to be more open. I became more open. I really took hating people and other things out of my verbal output. Like I really stopped saying it because I didn't feel it. See, a lot of times when you say you hate something, you don't actually feel hate you feel other things that you aren't clued into what those are exactly. So for me, I had to really become aware and, and not do that because I'm like, why am I doing that? I don't even feel that way. So when it came to people who believe things that are different than me, that was another area where it's like, yeah, all the arguing in the world or wanting them to believe something different isn't going to change anything ever, by the way. All it does is disrupt your peace so that was something I had to allow myself because I couldn't control it. Can't control other people. So it was my choice to stop doing this kind of shit from being disruptive. And anything I said I hated, I went ahead and allowed myself to experience anyway. Now, that doesn't mean I have zero preferences. It means I'm very clear on what I would block, which was things I hated and they would show up anyway. And instead, I allow it now. Because, of course, the more you resist to persist, right? So the thing that changed was everything. Live and let live. My choice of focusing on the good, my feelings, and what walls I would hit with myself changed at all. I allowed myself to be curious rather than shut down. It made a difference, and it continues to make a difference because when you hate something, you have walls and, you know, against someone or something, and you don't want to have those because you want to be able to trust yourself that, hey, everything can live and let live. Everything can be totally different. Whatever it is can be totally different, and I'm going to be okay, you know, and I have helped people to get there. So their happy endings are similar to mine. Call to action again. Being a hater keeps you disconnected from yourself by focusing on something which no matter how much you hate it, doesn't change it or make it go away. Choose to focus on curiosity 
instead. Why is this important? Well, if you like to constantly be challenged by everything and everyone, go on hating. Sure, nothing's going to change. If you want to treasure your inner peace, step away from hating. Yeah, it's important. But here's the deal. I know what you're thinking. You can't stand the uh, your office mate or your sister-in-law. And he or she really bugs the fuck out of you. And you can't stand people who believe different things than you because the things they believe are stupid. I hate when I go to the store and they have only one in stock and then they can't find it. And that's irritating. Why don't they know their inventory? I hate when that happens to me because I'm all excited thinking I'm going to get this one item and then it's not there. The list goes on. Get over it. So seriously, move on. Why are you stuck? It's a distraction from anything and everything you ever want is to focus on shit you hate and not know why you even hate it or why you even have a problem with it. Yeah. So you have a choice once again. Why focus on hate? Why? So here's four tips. First one, look at what you focus on as hating it. Two, when does it help you to focus on what you hate? What does that do for you? You planning strategies on how you're going to win and it's going to lose? Good luck with that. That's going to be a never-ending battle because I will tell you, the universe will keep bringing it to you. The universe brings it to you because you bring it to you. That's why. So personally, I don't want to live in the land of hate. Number three, what are you avoiding in yourself when you hate someone or something? Even if you feel a very strong, hateful, or angry reaction, why does this push your buttons? Number four, choose happiness. Yeah. And when you do and you're confronted by what you hate, take a deep breath, connect to your heart, and get vulnerable. It's an amazing transformation that can happen. It really is. Other people aren't stupid. I used to say that all the time. Oh my God, everybody's so stupid. Uh Uh-huh. I said a lot of things. And I don't ever say that anymore. I never say that anymore. I may say, you know, when I'm driving, some other remarks, but Again, I don't really do that that much unless somebody's cutting me off or, or, you know, causing an issue, right? Like that. Like, oh, shit, almost got in an accident. So point is, I try to choose happiness. Like when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do before I even get out of bed is I'm like, I can choose happiness. Like that is available to me. I don't need to choose a problem to focus on, like what I hate or don't like and trying to climb the mountain of changing that when I can't change it. So just uh, let that sink in, all right? Call to action. Being a hater keeps you disconnected from yourself by focusing on something which no matter how much you hate it, doesn't change it or make it go away. Choose to focus on curiosity instead. You have a universal right. You have the right to be a hater. You have the universal right to be happy. The two do not go together. No, they don't. So you want happy? Choose love. I had three related podcasts, okay? Here we go. Number 348, how rules rob you of happiness rules. Wait a minute. How? Oh, whoops. (laughs) How rules rob you of happiness. I added an extra word for some reason. Number 254, controlling others so you're not angry with yourself. And 281, journey of attachment, moving from angry victim to your own hero. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm choking on my own saliva here. All right. So more than you needed to know. Thank you, of course, for tuning in. Um, If you have a question, please send it to podcasttracycrossley.com. I will more than likely answer it on Facebook Live, which is every Thursday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, noon Eastern Time. 
And also, if you have ideas for topics, please send them in. I just did one recently that was suggested, so it does happen. If you're interested in the 30-day course, my cleanse, which will actually make an impact on your life, it's a step up from just listening to these podcasts. It's something that's more guided and gives you actual work to focus on. Do it. We just made up payment plans that are going to be totally helpful. So anyways... And uh, if you want to take it up a notch, I may or may not be doing my group. Check it out on my website. You can always email me if I hear from you. It may help me to decide to do another group again. Uh, Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. So anyway, it's really powerful and it's amazing. And it's just, it's a lot of hard work. So um, you got to be ready for that. All right, you guys take care. Bye-bye. To find out more about Tracy and her podcast, visit tracycrossley.com. That's where you can sign up for her newsletter or a discovery session. The website again is tracycrossley.com.